I got it now. Okay. I know. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, friends. So, yeah. Thanks, Alex Alexis, for bringing us the sunshine this morning. Yes. You're welcome. It's nice. I'm like, I need yeah. a tan. Yeah. It, it, it is, is really is awesome. nice. We yes. appreciate it. So, um, you want to start? So, last week, we're going to probably mute you guys and then, um, and then kind of uh, unmute when, um, you know, or raise your hand if you want to say something, okay? Just so we can cut down on background noise. So bear with me again, because that involves finding the mouse. And I think everybody kind of self-muted. So that's, that's good. Thank you, you guys. Um, so last week we did, um, we kind of talked about just the, the cup. And then we talked about checking in and using something called an Emmanuel journal to check in with Jesus, to kind of, get a temperature gauge, right, of what's going on with us um, and allow the Lord to speak into us, right? Um, for those of you who were able to, to join us last week, that was what we talked about. So this time, um, we wanted to talk about check-in. Now, most of you guys, I think all of you guys have been on when we've done some form of check-in. Now, the way we do it when we are all gathered here on screen is not quite fully the way check-in is designed, but it is still effective. It, it still has some power to it. It has the power of hearing somebody's heart, getting an opportunity for a brother or sister in the Lord to kind of share um, what is on their heart. And so um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to give you a little bit of background as to what, what check-in, the full scope of check-in, and how it actually is useful for not only kind of getting a release in terms of what's going on with you, not only in terms of just connecting with the Lord, but also how it builds emotional maturity. So um, just to give you a little um, intro to it, I was exposed to it because I got involved with an organization called Luke 10. There's something, uh, there's an organization out there called Luke 10 and what they have focused on really was trying to help people who were done with church, done with church the way we do it, where we go to a building and we sit in front of an individual who actually presents the word. And then we, we go back home and trying to make the church relationship a little bit more interactive and really trying to call upon people to experience scripture. Now, Ron and Jean and, and Joe and I have our own ideas to what that means because we've had some training through intimate encounters that really called upon that whole thing of what does it mean to experience scripture? You know, it doesn't even make sense, right? We, we read scripture and we look at each other and we go, well, are they acting in their faith? Are they walking out their faith? So we judge others. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean that in the best way possible, we evaluate others in the basis of how we see them living out their lives based on scripture. But there are also other ways of literally experiencing scripture. So this particular organization is about that. And 
they, they really formed around the concept of people who have been de-churched needing to get back into church. Um, and in a way, their model is really uh, like a small group model. So um, with that said, we're going to show a video. And with that video, we're going to, they're going to talk about some terms that you're not familiar with because we don't use them regularly. One of the terms is called sachet, um, and it stands for, it's an a, a acronym, right? Isn't, it's an acrostic. Okay, sorry. Getting my English mixed up. <laughs> so please make one forgive me because uh, some days they uh, talk like Nigerian. Oh, here we and then go. Other times, here we go. Like so right now my brain, you don't, don't know which one to take right now. Okay. So please make one Please forgive me. <laughs> and I get this in some form every day. <laughs> so, um, an acrostic is where you use uh, the first letter of each word and it stands for something else, right? So um, sachet, uh, fundamentally, I'm gonna give you two, two definitions. Fundamentally stands for sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, and tender. Then there has been a recent um, request within the Luke 10 organization to extend that so that it's sachet, sad, angry, ashamed, scared, happy, excited, and tender. Okay, so the word ashamed was added. So it's S-A-A-S-H-E-T. That's sachet. The whole idea of it is, most of us cannot think of a whole lot of feelings because you guys have been here, right? Where we've talked about, I'm feeling X or I'm feeling Y. And then um, we usually will, will, will work with you when we're either in class regularly on Sunday or when we're working with you couple on couple and challenge you if what you share is a thought and not a mm -hmm. feeling, right? Because many times in our use of language, we think that our thoughts are our feelings and they are not. But sachet is an easier way, just having those, those words, sad, angry, ashamed, scared, happy, excited, and tender, to just be able to quickly touch on what I'm feeling. But you can use synonyms. Sometimes my scared is terrified, right? But it still falls under the category of fear. Right, which we know is an element of the cup. We've talked about that, that in the bottom of the emotional cup, even when we are oftentimes expressing anger, a lot of times what's beneath that is fear, mm -hmm. right? So I may express, I may be more in touch with the anger, but if I were to take some time connect, check in with Jesus and say, Jesus, what am I really feeling? Because anger is my cover emotion. A lot of us have cover emotions. Some of us, this is where I'm going to violate my own teaching here. Some of us, our cover emotion is shopping. <laughs> Just saying, okay? So we, we immediately go into, I feel like I got to buy something and, you know, um, well, what's the feeling that you're really having? Because the shopping is really, it's a behavior that has become a habit 
that kind of soothes you to cover up a feeling. And it might be fear, it might be anger, it may be something else, but this is what we're talking about. Taking the thought sometimes that we tell ourselves, but that's really what I'm feeling. I'm, I'm feeling that she's not listening to me. Well, that's not a feeling. <laughs> that's a thought mm -hmm. that she is not listening to me. So, or that person doesn't like me or, you know, any of those. Let's challenge that and go deeper. So with checking in, again, touching base with what we did last week, um, using the Emmanuel journal to connect us up with the Lord first. That's a form of, say, checking in with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Getting a habit of regularly connecting with him. Um, sometimes you may be going through something and you're like, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so many different emotions involved. And so doing an, emo an Emmanuel journal is a good way to do that. But then there are, again, other elements. Yes, true. So this idea of, um, which, is a, which is part of now another element that we're introducing in terms of checking in with the Lord, um, as Leona says, it is one of these things that is a, it's a learned behavior, but it's also something that we want to try to practice not just when we are in stress or when we are, we've got to a place where we're discouraged or um, anything like that. We want to be able to begin to get into this habit of checking in with the Lord on a regular basis, regardless of what's going on with us, because that gets us more in tune to be able to really build our intimacy with the Lord and really being able to check in with him um, on a regular basis and not when we're in uh, quote unquote panic mode. The other thing about um, this check-in that you're gonna hear is uh, when we played the video, it's really based on checking in in a group. So typically uh, what Luke 10 emphasizes is really small groups, so groups of uh, minimum of two, or three where those people get together and they do a check-in exercise daily, like literally daily. Um, because again, then you build the habit of, of being aware. It's not about bowing to your emotions. This is not that. Just because you know what you're feeling doesn't mean then that you now are beholden to whatever is bubbling up within you. That is not what we teach, Ron and Jean, Joe and I, um, Dave and Am. That's not where we're coming from. The word of God stands on its own. The word of God calls us to a standard. The word of God calls us to be submitted to the spirit of God, but yet he's never denied us what we feel. We can, as even pastor was teaching today, for those of you who go to the Bay Church, he was talking about bringing into, you know, your, your, your character and your emotions into submission, right? So that we don't act out of emotional immaturity, which is an aspect of life that I think we all wrestle with at some point or another or at regular different points, right? I may be emotionally mature in one area of my life and not in another area. So there's no judgment there, but we just want to make that clear that we're not talking about oh, okay, because, you know, you're feeling some kind of way, then that some kind of way gets to rule. No, it doesn't. 
as a child of God, the Lord is who gets to give you guidance and how to behave. But what you'll be hearing is going to be in reference to um, in reference to doing this in a in a connection and, and check in for those of you who are living on your own. It it can be done on the phone. I have a friend that I do check in with. We. <laughs> We don't even do it on the phone. That's just how crazy our schedules have become. Um, is what we do is we literally record our check-ins and we send them to each other. And so I may be responding three days after the fact to something that my uh, friend that sends me her check-in has brought up. But the amazing thing is she feels heard. She feels heard. I may be three days out by the time I listen to her check-in, but she feels heard. Mm -hmm. And I feel heard because then in that, you know, we'll also pick up on things that, that each other may be carrying. Sometimes, let me, let me give you a scripture about what I mean. Job 33, verse 14. It says, for God speaks once. Yes, twice, yet man does not perceive it. Sometimes in a check-in, we're carrying God's answer, but we don't recognize it ourselves. So she'll hear something in what I'm saying. She'll pray for me, and then she'll come back with her, her response to whatever it is I've given. And when she does her check-in, she'll include that and share with me, you know what? I heard the Lord saying X, or I heard you say Y. And as I prayed for you, I have to agree that this part of your concern is really where the Lord wants to focus on, or that this idea that you kind of threw in there when you were sharing your check-in may be something you want to build on. Because we're, we're, we're dealing with each other um, in a way that um, we're allowing God to be central. We're allowing God to sift through the emotion to now give us perspective when we're in partnership with another person. So with that, I'd like to share my screen and um, play the video. If that's okay with you guys, show a thumbs up for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yay. All right. Bear with me just a moment. Where is the video? Uh, Hold on just a moment, guys. I think we need to open the window. Okay, just a moment. I apologize. There we go. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? No, they can't hear it. Um, Tony and her husband. So John White here with Luke 10, and I'm with my friend Tony Daniels. And um, I want to introduce Tony to you. There you go. Um, 
Tony and her husband, Matt, have been missionaries, church planters in Uruguay for 16 years. They're now back in Tennessee. And, and you are one of our Luke 10 coordinators. You work with Spanish-speaking folks, South American, different places, also for Tennessee. And um, you have, I think, some really important things to add to this conversation about checking in with Sachet. Talk a little bit, Tony, about where your, your thoughts have come from uh, about this, uh, the whole thing about joy. And so talk a little bit about that. Great. Um, well, my husband and I, for the last 10 years or so, have been involved with an organization called Life Model Works. And that organization focuses on uh, training brain skills in people uh, that have been lost, skills that help us relate to each other, relational skills that help us relate to each other. And uh, Dr. Wilder has written a book. Dr. Jim Wilder founded the movement. And he's written many books. A few of them are The Life Model, which was one of the key beginnings. Um, and then Joy Starts Here, which came out a few years ago. And then um, Rare Leadership has recently hit. Um, and it, it's definitely going to get all of this stuff into more, um, into language that's more accessible, I think, to everyone. Dr. Wilder is a psychologist as well as a pastor, um, but he leans heavily on the psychologist side of that. So um, he's done a brilliant work translating brain scientists into um, language that most of us can grasp. And then there's a whole group of people translating them into normal language <laughs> these days. So most of um, my form um, formation comes from that movement. Yeah, and you—I know you've thought deeply about this and applied it in your own life, even to the degree of writing a book. So I want you to hold up your book. I, I know this is embarrassing. Hold up your book. There you go. Back to joy. Give us give us a couple of sentences about how this relates to what we're talking about here. You know, um, I think back to joy for me is um, it's a journey with Jesus of learning to sense his presence with me and really begins with me checking in um, with myself. Almost every journal entry, it's journal entries over the last 18 years. Um, and that's where it begins with me doing a check in with Jesus. So I, I think checking in is just one of the most important things we could ever do as humans. <laughs> Right, so this is not theory for you. This is real life stuff that you have been living out uh, on your own with the Lord, with your husband, with your family, and with lots of other uh, lots of other folks. So I want you to talk, Tony, a little bit about and this is the, this is a, a lesson within Church 101, and it's the lesson about checking in with Sashay. Talk about the why of that from your perspective. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's important to understand the why because a lot of times we start to check in with people and we think, why am I doing this? This is hard. Sometimes it's hard work. Sometimes it's not safe. Um, and we have to repair afterward if we weren't safe for someone or if they weren't safe for us. And we just kind of wonder, why am I doing this? And beyond just wanting to connect with someone, which is just enough in and of itself, but beyond that, checking in has so many amazing um, benefits. And one of those um, is that it does grow joy and quiet. And joy is that, that ability to feel um, glad to be with someone no matter what they're feeling or going through. And so it, knowing that someone is glad to be with me even if I'm mad or even though I'm sad, um, that's an amazing thing. They don't need to fix me. They don't want to change me. They're just glad to be with me. And the, the brilliance of that is that brain science has shown that it actually grows a part of our brain that helps create resilience and emotional maturity. 
and I'll get to that in just a second. But the other thing it does is it creates quiet. The, the ability to quiet ourselves to be able to listen to someone else um, and not want to fix them and not want to, to change them, um, that is the single most important factor in mental health is the ability to quiet yourself, to quiet your own thoughts and your own feelings so that you can see the other people around you and see their heart. So those two together are very powerful skills and a lot of people have lost those, those skills. They don't have a, a basis of joy or quiet in their life. So when they work together, it produces the groundwork necessary for a really healthy emotional maturity to happen. Um, and Dr. Wilder and everyone in the movement define maturity as this ability to stay who you are, no matter what you're feeling. Right. So, you know, a lot of people get, when they get angry, they become a different person. So you get road rage uh, situations, um, lots of situations where people lash out in their anger um, or get deeply depressed in their um, sadness or have panic attacks in their fear. So we have these visceral, physical reactions to these difficult emotions. And emotional maturity means no matter what I'm feeling, I'm the same person. So even though Jesus was dying on the cross, he could still forgive and provide for his mother. He was the same person. He didn't change, <laughs> didn't curse people and want to kill everyone. <laughs> you know, he really could hold on to himself. And, um, and then also the second thing, maturity, but also resilience. That this joy and quiet piece as we grow these skills over time, it creates resilience because we can feel as much pain as we have the joy in our in our bodies and minds and souls to to help feel that. So the pain of the world um, is there's a lot of it and it can be very overwhelming. But if we have a good basis of joy, then we don't get broken or lost in that pain. We can actually endure it and suffer well instead of being traumatized by the things that happen to us. So it creates this resilience, this ability to suffer well uh, without breaking um, in the midst of those, those things. So joy and quiet seems so simple and you know, asking someone how they feel sometimes might seem trite, but it's actually very, very important for us to grow. Amen. I love, uh, I love what you bring to the conversation. Uh, this, these are incredible things. And, and I think what it means is, and we'll get a little feedback there, um, I think what it means is that this is more than just checking in, just me sharing my emotions. There's a critical component of doing that with somebody else who is glad to be with me, whether I'm you know, happy and excited and tender or um, sad, angry, scared. Uh, that part of it is also incredibly important and that literally every time that I check in with somebody in that with that kind of an environment I provide that for them. They provide that for me It literally is is reforming the physical part of my brain. I think that's just a remarkable idea It really is. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing Well, Tony, I appreciate so much again what you bring to um, uh, the loop 10 uh, and your work as a coordinator, and thank you for your thoughts about uh, yeah, you. why they're important. So, thank you. <clears throat> All right. So, um, I think one of the key things um, that was shared is that the principle of checking in 
is about connecting with another person's heart on a heart-to-heart basis. And really the definition that they use for intimacy is that, uh, well, the product, the byproduct really is that intimacy is a result of mutual self-disclosure. That's how intimacy is built because I disclose my heart, he discloses his heart, or my friend who does check-ins with me, she discloses her heart, I disclose my heart with all the weaknesses and flaws and, you know, with the whole idea is that we're going to fulfill Romans 12, 15. The message Bible reads it this way. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. It doesn't say judge. So if I share in my check-in that I was angry um, because I was feeling anger because of something that Joseph said to me. And Joseph said something like, um, Lee, um, I'm wondering how you're doing with the Lord because I haven't seen you, um, reading your word, your Bible as much as you normally, you know, do. Now, what Joseph just shared with me was really a reflection and I can choose to take it well, the way I assume he intended to say it with the words that he used, or I can also have a different reaction of feeling the conviction. And instead of accepting the conviction, in my present state, my response is anger, right? That's, that's on me based on my reaction to what he said, which was corrective, but also not judgmental, right? So I can share that, I can express that in my check-in with my friend and know that I know that I know that she isn't going to judge me for what I just shared. Okay, that's a key part of checking. So I think that another part of what Leona was was saying um, also, and especially in check-in, is really to be aware of how we're saying something, tone, intonation, especially when you are when you are dealing with things that may be difficult or even not, but learning the art of nonverbal communication right that's really very important also when you are dealing in with dealing with check-in i think the other thing too about it uh when you're talking about this idea of check-in is really another scripture comes to mind is uh, matthew um uh, eighteen twenty, where jesus himself says wherever two or three are gathered here i am in the midst so this whole idea of checking in together and also checking in with the Lord is really, is really a synergy where Jesus says in his own word, when the two of you are together, I'm there in the midst. And so one of the things about checking also, I think is a self-regulation, is that to realize that when we are doing that, Jesus is in the midst, right? Jesus is there. So that also should help me to also choose my words carefully, I put it that way, so that I am, I am being who Jesus wants me to be 
in that moment when we are checking in. There was something about that that Tony brought up, which was that, you know, um, not just being glad to be with somebody, but also being who you are, being who Jesus intended you to be, right, at, at all times. So that what Joseph pointed out of recognizing that the Lord is present, you know, in the midst, then he's present whether or not I'm doing check-in or not. <laughs> if I begin to live intentionally with the idea that Jesus is literally here with me, it's going to reframe a lot of things that I say, a lot of things that I do, because I live with that being kind of a, 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 a that switch is always on in me so who is it that jesus called me to be and do i have a right any longer to go back and be the leona i used to be before christ i don't think so i have been bought with the christ with, with the price i am no longer my own the life that i now live i live to the lord for his glory according to scripture and it doesn't mean that I am, you know, I'm now oh so deprived. No, there is something more that he wants for me. So in a formal environment where we have um, a check-in going on, we, we can do it one of two ways. Pay attention to each other to describe our feelings, right? And then pay attention to what God is saying. So once we've checked in with each other, we can then just kind of go to the Lord and say, Lord, what are you saying? What, what, I mean, what do you have for us? Um, so that's the general idea. Now you can always do your own check-in with the Lord before you come to your mutual check-in with your brother, your sister, or whomever it is you want to start doing check-in with. You can always do that. And oftentimes that's what I do because of my own past, because of the traumas that I grew up with, I often don't know how I'm doing. I have to ask Jesus, Jesus, what am I feeling? Usually my first answer in the morning is almost always tired. But, <laughs> you know, that's not really like, you know, let's get under the tired. Everybody's tired, right? Let's get under that to see what is it that you are feeling. And so oftentimes I will do my check-in, like I shared with you guys from last week. I'll do that with the Lord. And then I will do a check-in together. So would you like to model that? Sure. Okay. All right. So we're going to do a check-in in front of you guys. And we haven't done one <laughs> today. In a while. <laughs> well, we definitely haven't done one today. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. So um, you want to go first? Or? Now, just a second. After we each check in, we're going to use the expression I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I'm in signifies the fact that I've done sharing what's on my heart or he's done sharing what's on his heart. Then we're gonna ask the Lord for what it is he has to say. And again, if you don't have anyone in your home that you can do this with, and yes, you can teach this to kids. Mm -hmm. Tony does this with her kids. Her youngest is, I believe he's going into middle school right now but I've known Tony now for three years. She does check in with her children and she's taught them how to 
be able to express what's on their heart. So please don't feel that you have to have a, a mate. You also have friends that you can connect with on the phone. You have friends that you can connect with, again, by sending messages, taped messages like I do. So um, just bear with us right. as we do this. Um, so what I'm feeling right now which is left over from this morning. Um, I was feeling some uh, sadness and I was feeling some, um, some gratitude, actually. Uh, sadness um, that uh, so many people are suffering, um, sadness that um, we can't connect as community as we used to. Um, I had this thought this morning of, you know, we normally have a, um, uh, a Memorial Day barbecue with family and thinking about, you know, just the sadness in that, that that's probably not gonna happen because of what's going on. And so there was a real heaviness there in the sadness. That was probably a eight or nine. And then the gratefulness was, um, I realized that so many people, I thought about this morning, um, so many people that have lost everything um, and they didn't have a lot to begin with. And so, you know, people that may be looking at eviction at the end of the month and, and their jobs are, they're not just temporary, they're permanent. And just, um, uh, so I, I felt, and I actually felt, now I'm thinking about it, I felt some guilt also. But I felt um, grateful that um, the Lord's providing, but also there was some guilt there uh, because the Lord is providing and was just really kind of interceding for um, those people. So the um, uh, the gratitude was an eight, and I'd say probably the guilt was six. Okay. So and I'm 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 checked in. You're checked in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're checked in, and what you were feeling though mostly was sadness mm -hmm. and guilt and gratitude. The guilt was about a six. The um, the gratitude was about an eight. Mm -hmm. The sadness was about an eight, and just feeling mm -hmm. a little bit of sadness over what you were. Um, what you've been experiencing and what others have been experiencing as mm -hmm. well as kind of the loss, grieving something that would normally be a part of your pattern of having something for Memorial Day for the family mm -hmm. and not being able to have right. that. Mm -hmm. The guilt of being grateful for how the Lord has been providing for us, but recognizing that there are others who are experiencing a lot of loss right mm -hmm. now in terms of literally their housing and even provision mm -hmm. so kind of that gratefulness for what's happening with us but feeling a little guilty because you recognize that that's right. not the so case a, for others correct and so correct. that brought you to intercession yeah so gratefulness for us mm -hmm. guilty that I felt that way because others aren't experiencing guilty yeah. yeah okay all right yeah. did I hear what you were yeah. saying you're by the way Leona just mixed in some active listening in that but very good. Oh, thank you. Um, are you okay for me to check mm -hmm. in? Yeah, okay. I'm checking. So I am feeling uh, a little nervous um, because we're doing this exercise in front of people. Um, 
but I, other than nervousness, I have a sense of um, sadness, mm-hmm. and mostly the sadness um, I would have to say is mis- mixed in with a little bit of being scared, just to mm-hmm. use some of the sachet terms. Mm-hmm. Um, the sadness is um, the sadness is really about not having my life the way I've normally lived my life, not having my routine, my schedule. Um, and I don't mean just for myself. I mean that also for, you know, coworkers, family, mm-hmm. friends. I had a friend drop things by yesterday and I wasn't able to go to the door and give my friend a hug. That, that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scared is, um, the, so the sadness, I'm sorry to jump all over the place. The sadness is probably about an eight. The scared is about a three. Um, and that's really because I'm concerned with what life will look like mm-hmm. um, in the future when we, are, we have all been taken off of you know, this stay in place uh, type of framework. I'm scared for what does life mean, you know, going forward? What's it going to look like? So um, I'm checked in. Okay. Okay. So you are nervous because you're having to do this in front of people. Um, scared because you don't know what life is um, going to look like on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And sadness just because you're, you're missing the, and I'm adding this in there because you are, such a connected, hugging person that that you're really missing that um, that uh, affectionate um, hugging and, and uh, interpersonal one-on-one um, that that you love to do. Yes, did I get it? Yes, you did. Okay. You did. So um, we're just going to take a minute and we're going to ask the Lord what He has to say um, to us. Um, you know, in the context of what we've shared or whatever the Lord has to say, period, you know. So let's just take a moment and just ask the Lord what he has to say. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you please speak to us and give us what is on your heart, Lord, Um, whether it has to do with what we shared with one another or whatever is on your heart for us. In Jesus' name, we just Mm -hmm. declare that we can hear your voice we can hear your heart and we lean in lord so what i'm getting um for you for you is a sense of comfort um I get a sense that you know, the, the Lord knows, the Lord knows your heart and he knows how much of, um, how much you care for people. And so um, I feel like the Lord is a little bit sad with you, but at the same time that um, he's really, he really wants to comfort you in the midst and let you know that it is going to be okay. and. Um, that he is your comfort for you in this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I received that. Um, what I what I got was a sense uh, that the Lord wanted to speak to 
those that you are concerned about, those mm -hmm. that maybe you're thinking about that may have triggered kind of that sense of guilt, even though that was like the lowest of your, your numbers of mm -hmm. one to 10, that he will never leave them or forsake them. That even they, though they don't know him, he's there ready mm -hmm. to pour into them and to provide for them if they will turn and seek him. Mm -hmm. that, that he is all of our safety net, no matter our state. That's kind of the sense that I got. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so thank you, you guys. So we want to hear from you guys. Please, um, you know, raise your hand or um, so that we can acknowledge you. Yes, and then you can speak. Yes, Sue and and Ron. Question. Um, when you asked the Lord, when you prayed, um, Lord, what are you saying to us? So I noticed that Joe got something that was pertaining to you, Leona, and Leona, you got something that was pertaining to Joe. Is that exactly how we're supposed to do the exercise? It could, it, the Lord gets to pick whatever he has to, he wants to say. Yeah, this, there are times mm -hmm. when we've done check-in and what we've gotten a sense of from the Lord, um, when we've done it like in a group setting, the Lord may give us something that is more geared towards the general sense of what's going on or what's been shared. Because sometimes you get together with a group of people um, and you do check-in and the Lord finds a theme. He, he, he'll pull out a thread that actually connects with everyone in some way, shape or form. So it just depends. Sometimes that's the way it goes. And sometimes that's not the way it goes. But when I do it, for example, with uh, the sister that I send my, my messages to, we literally are praying for what each other has shared. And um, sometimes, you know, we'll get something for the other person and sometimes we don't. You know, we'll, we'll just share whatever it is that we, we sense the Lord is speaking about. Yeah. So we, so we try not to go into it with any sort of preconceived agenda. agenda. We're really just trying to put ourselves in a state of, okay, Lord, whatever it is you want to say, you have the freedom to say it. And so sometimes it'll look like that. Sometimes um, the Lord won't give me anything for her, but it'll give maybe... I'm sensing something about the two of us or sensing what he's feeling about us or sensing something that he may want to say to me. Because sometimes in that, he won't give me something for her. He'll give me something for, for me, myself. And so whatever that is, um, that, that point is a time to, to be able to speak that out. And so what's really important in that is because sometimes what can happen is we can say, oh, well, well, the Lord gave you something for you, but he didn't give you something for me, right? And so, you know what I'm saying? And, and then so that the, the enemy can really use that also. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So this is just really a time of, Lord, this is all about you. You are the center of this. You get to say a whole lot. You get to, because sometimes Leona will go, I don't really have anything right now. Mm -hmm. 
And that's perfectly fine. So I don't get, oh, well, you know, I had some for you. And you, know, I, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so bringing that kind of heart to it also is very important so that we don't give the enemy a, a foothold. Thank you. You're sure. welcome. So also to share uh, the clarification that Joe was absolutely right. I mixed in active listening because we are who we are in this group. Typical check-in doesn't include that, but you do need to be paying attention to what the people you're checking in with are feeling. So if you need to take notes, um, if you're in a group, you know, where there's four or four of you or whatever, you need to take notes and go, you know, uh, uh, you know, Sally's feeling whatever, you know, so that you have that when you're praying, that's, that's fine. But everyone is expected. It's expected that we're all kind of tuned in and listening to each other's hearts. Okay. So I deliberately included the active listening because that's something we consistently try to encourage you guys to practice um so and, and for, for me i i would i would say it's a good opportunity to practice that because one of the things i loved about her doing that was that i really got the sense that leona really understood my heart and understood what i was sharing okay so to me active listening adds another layer of intimacy and adds another layer of power to really what it is that you're doing because i really got the sense deep down that she understood what it was i was feeling anybody else questions comments and by the way thank you jean <laughs> anybody else at all any questions Paul and Kathy, and then Alec after Paul and Kathy. Um, so with the, did you call it an acrostic? Yes, yes, sachet. Um, sachet, um, sad, angry, ashamed, scared, happy, excited, tender. Um, that doesn't really cover all of them that are possible, um, but it, so, so we don't have to stick with those specific words. No. But it gives us a guideline. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can use any synonym for any of the emotions that that kind of, those, those topics kind of address. Uh, Alec? Alec? Alec, you had something you wanted to say. Oh, indica. Okay. Uh, can, can you unmute your... Or do we mute them? No, I didn't mute. They can unmute themselves. Okay. <laughs> and they both disappeared. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So Alec had something to say, and they both disappeared. Oh, they're over with Victoria. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> that was like, yeah. All right. Okay. My mic isn't working. Sorry. Oh, uh, no problem. Oh, okay. We can hear you now. Um, but it was it was really encouraging to see the active listening as part of that. Um, because like Joe was saying, it, it helps that deeper level of intimacy. And, and I think um, um, just going off of what Joe said, you know, not being able to connect with the people that you normally connect with. Mm -hmm. um, you really said, um, mm. That's been really on my heart lately um, because I've, 
I've built a community around my salon mm-hmm. and, and, um, and I care deeply for each and every one of my clients that, um, that are regulars and even the ones that aren't, um, and not being able to connect with them on a weekly, monthly, uh, basis has been really difficult for me, um, because they're a part of my ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been scary because I know even before this, one of, one of my, one of my clients was, um, had fallen down and broken her hip mm-hmm. um, and was having troubles with her uh, landlord who was trying to kick her out. Mm-hmm. And stalled, they've stopped her stalled evictions for now, but I'm, I'm genuinely worried about her because she didn't have anywhere else to go. And I don't have her phone number. I don't know how to get in contact with her. And I've been, I've been wanting to, and I'm, I'm, it's, it's been hurting my heart not to be able to talk to my people, you know? Yeah, we understand. Yeah. We can hear it in your voice. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're going through that. Yeah. I know one thing that you are doing, I like just because I know the type of person that you are, is that you're praying and you're interceding uh, for that person and for those people. But as Joe said, we hear your heart and we hear mm-hmm. the pain that you carry. It's, it's as if you carry them, you know, over your heart and um, you are really hurting for them. Um, and I just would, would pray that what the Lord gave me for Joe, even in just that time of doing the check-in might also minister to you, mm-hmm. uh, the, the knowing that he is there for us. And even while we were yet sinners, right? Christ died for us, but he stood, he stood guard over us even when we didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And so I would pray that you would, uh, the Lord would speak a comfort, a word of comfort for you concerning those people. That would be my prayer for you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go back to our own screens now. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, your couch looks lonely over there. Um, I think Sue had something to say. So I, I have two things. First, I noticed you each shared three things. Is that... You know, you could share one thing. You could share. You go first. I'm not sure okay. what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, let's do you because I need to check in with the Lord first to figure out what I'm feeling. <laughs> There's no. It, it's completely out of the box. Yeah. There's no box. The only the only other thing though I would say though is is try to get in touch with the top the top things that you're feeling. So one of the things that happened with me was when I began to ask the Lord what I was feeling, sadness was the first thing that came because that was still lingering from this morning in prayer. But as I was speaking that out, right, as I was speaking that out, the 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 feeling of guilty, guiltiness, like jumped in. And so I felt like I needed to speak that out. Um, also, so again, it wasn't going into this, it wasn't going into this where I knew exactly what my feelings were, because again, when we come into this idea of check-in, the first thing I always do is I say, okay, Lord, help me. What is it that I'm really feeling right now? 
so that I'm actually now trying to get in tune with what I'm feeling. So I'm trying to be in that space in the moment where the where I know what I'm feeling, say like my first feeling, but the third feeling, which was guilt, I had no idea until I spoke out what my second feeling of gratitude was. As soon as I spoke out gratitude, the feeling of fear jumped in, uh, uh, guilt jumped in right behind it. So it's just that idea again of really trying to be sensitive to what's going on with the Lord and and what yeah well both so that um, I can I can be in that moment with Him. Thank you. I I just personally I have a lot of trouble doing this exercise myself because um, with my husband because um, well. So one reason is I was single so long and one of the tricks that I used for myself was to tell myself this truth that no one person can meet all of my emotional needs, that I need to go to the Lord to meet my emotional needs. And so I just like, I trained myself so that I never even, I mean, I obviously, um, you know, have friends that I leaned on, of course, but, um, so now being married, it's kind of hard for me to, um, open up a little bit. Sure. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Sue, and, um, I'm grateful for your sharing, uh, that vulnerability in, in, um, I'm not, I don't want to fix it. But I do want to acknowledge that I'm grateful that you took your emotions and your thoughts and all of what you carry to the Lord. So many of us single, when we were single, right, we took our emotion and our dreams and our hopes to novellas, soap operas, romantic novels, right? And that's how we kind of expressed all of that, right? We, we went in a totally different direction, but the same thing still could be an issue. Song of Solomon, there is a, a, a scripture that I, I often share with my single friends, and that is this, the verse that says, you know, do not awaken love until, right? Um, and it, it's a prayer, and it's a legitimate prayer that as singles, you know, I encourage singles to pray, but I recognize that on the other side, when they do get into relationship, there is that relearning mm -hmm. that we all have to go through to go either, you know, for me, it was like the guy in the Denise, the, the men, all the men were the same in all the Denise Robbins books I used to read, Okay they don't exist in real life. They were, they were only in that, in that novelist approach to the way she wrote romantic novels. That guy doesn't exist. I have to set that aside and I have to deal with reality. Now, Jesus always exists. Jesus always has been. And if Jesus has been my husband, um, I think it would be the same for say uh, somebody who was divorced and got remarried, you know, in Christ or somebody who's been, a widow and got remarried, then the thing is, Jesus, could you please teach me, show me how mm -hmm. to also be, I think one of the words that are, uh, is here on my notes is, um, 
Intimacy is the result of mutual self-disclosure. Lord, would you show me how to self-disclose to another person? Mm -hmm. I'm able to do it with you. Show me how to also do that with another person and um, allowing him to, to be, to help in that and recognizing that it's something that we grow. It's not just we get it all at one time. It's keep practicing. Yeah, and I think that what's um, also something very important that um, as who we've been created to be, it's very important that we learn the skills to be able to have connection, right, with somebody else. Because when you go back to the garden in Genesis, right, God created everything. He had man. Everything was good. But he said it was not good for man to be alone. Most of us think about that from a standpoint of, okay, well, he needed a, he needed a wife. So that's why God said that. But it wasn't from that standpoint. God was saying it's not good for man to be alone. He needs others like him. Okay. And so an important part of our relationship with God is being able to have that relationship with others. Okay, so I think that, like Leona's saying, um, that is something that it's a process, right? So what Leona and I did, it, that wasn't something that day one just came and we were just able to jump into it, right? It was a process. It was a continued process of of learning, of growing, of seeking the Lord, of trying. And at the more that we did it, right? the easier it became, the more that the Lord was, because the Lord's faithful, right? The Lord's faithful. So he's going to be faithful to when you begin to do that with your husband, or if you have another, you know, there's another, for those of you who aren't married, another close, same, same uh, sex friend, right? That the Lord is faithful because he does want you to connect. He's created us for relationship. And so, he, in that aspect, he's going to be for us. Does that uh, Ron, help, Sue? Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Sure. Uh, Ron and Jean? Or Jean and Ron? Yeah, Juan, I, I really thank you um, for doing the teaching and for modeling. And I would say that my takeaway from all of this is, one, don't put it into a box. Mm -hmm. um, that the important thing isn't the formula, but to begin sharing a feeling I appreciated, Joe, that you went into some background, but you really didn't go into a lot of depth in the background mm -hmm. because it's not digging deep into the events that's causing your feeling, but just to, to focus or to at least state or explore that this is what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And to have that feeling acknowledged, not categorized or analyzed or anything else. Right. Um, and because of that, um, Although it's weird to just kind of like, hey, I want to talk and just lay out a feeling and not go into it. And, you know, um, <laughs> I think a lot of work. <laughs> it, it is a lot of work to keep it really short. I mean, and that's the other thing is the exercise wasn't lengthy. Um, it's to just identify it. And that what, what do they say? Uh, knowing where you're at mm -hmm. is the beginning of the of the answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just to, uh, um, sorry, saw my baby, um, is it, just the beginning. So I appreciate um, the seemingly easy 
exercise that you presented. Um, but I do definitely see the difficulty when we overanalyze and we are outside of our norm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for calling yeah. that out about the analysis and just knowing that analysis can wait. You know, in this, we're not analysis just needs to wait because this is literally just about identifying what we're feeling as best as we can the closest connection to why to give us some background but even if you don't have that share what you are feeling and then allow the lord to speak into it really because again he's he's not afraid of our emotions he never has been. He created us with emotion. And um, he wants us to be whole human beings. Just as Tony brought out in the video, you know, Jesus was on the cross dying and he remained himself. He never was, he never went outside of who he was. He remained, he expressed his heart, he expressed his concern, he offered forgiveness. Um, I get cut off on the highway to this day, and I've been living in this part of the Bay for over 12 years, and I still have to work on like, you know what, don't respond the way you wanna respond, okay? Respond with blessing, you know, and uh, not with frustration. And sometimes in my frustration, I just say, you know what, I bless you to get to where you're going safely. That, that has now become my response. But what Leona really wants to do, it's not appropriate for me based on my relationship with Christ. And I, I think one other thing too is, in, in, is a couple of things to realize. One, it's a process, okay? Um, nothing nothing is, is, is perfect many times. It's always imperfect. It's a process. Um, and second of all, uh, don't judge yourself, you know, don't judge the other person. You didn't do it that way. You should do it better. Don't bring judgment to it either. You know, this is, this is really learning to just be on that journey with the Lord and give grace and let it be what it's going to be. You know, let it be, there's going to be Many times are failure. There's going to be many times that, you know, you didn't do it the way you thought you were going to do it. Because there is, like Gene said, there is no do it the way you thought you were going to do it. You know, it just is what it is, you know, and it's really going on this journey with the Lord and really entering into that and allow the Lord to take it where it's going to take it. Because it's really, it's going to look different for everybody. It's not going to look the way that Ron and Gene would do it the way that Joe and Leona would do it and a day, it's not going to look that way. And so don't bring those preconceived notions to that because at the end of the day, this is what, this is what our heart is. Jesus, we want you to be in the center. And I bring my heart to this. I bring my obedience to this. I bring grace to this, right? And I'm good with whatever you're going to do with it. And that's really the heart that you bring at it. And I think when you begin to do that, you really begin to take away a lot of that stuff that causes a lot of angst and all that stuff that goes on. I love what Gene said about, um, you know, analyzing a lot of times when I go through that, I don't, I don't, I don't sit and analyze, you know, or we don't really sit and analyze. 
because it's before the Lord. And for me, as they say in the by and by, if the Lord wants to speak more to that or show me more about that, but I try not to, you know, there's the analysis, there's a paralysis by analysis, right? <laughs> you can analyze something to death. And we try not to just be that. Just let Jesus be Jesus. Lakeisha, we see your hand and then uh, Brian. Well, I think for me, I'm learning, maybe I shouldn't always share my feelings because it's been a crazy week at work. Um, all kind of stress and tension is high over PPE and got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then I got to come home and I don't want to deal with drama at home. But then yesterday would have been senior ball for my daughter. So I'm trying to talk to her. She don't want to talk. All she wants to do is just sit there and eat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there ain't even nothing I could really say to make her feel better. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just like, ah, it's time. It's like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. It's, it's really, it's a really tremendous strain, particularly when we've been exposed to skills and things that we want to implement, but we're around people that either haven't experienced those skills or have uh, been have been shown them but are not interested in participating with us in the exercise that can be really really hard and i cannot imagine the stress that you are working under first of all based on your work experience and you know the environment in which you work but then also the fact that there's tension at work and then there's tension and pain and loss in the home as well based on just what's going on with this COVID-19 and you know your child not being able to experience something that she'd been looking forward to and not wanting to talk about it that's got to be tough I'm so sorry. It's, it's funny at one voice you get people raw raw look at the healthcare worker they're on the front line they're doing this and that then people find out you work in healthcare and they're like oh man they're the first line stay away from them <laughs> they look at you like you're contagious right so it's, it's, it goes crazy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am so uh, All day, every day. Yeah, it's tough. And it's in this case, it would be, it would be really, I can see how checking in with the Lord and mm -hmm. really uh, using that kind of Emmanuel journal perspective, you know, where you kind of write out what it is you're feeling and you allow the Lord to speak to you. And again, you don't have to, if you don't want to write it out, that's fine. You can go through the different steps by just praying it out, Lord, this is what I'm feeling, you know, and allow the Lord to speak back to you about, you know, what he has to say to you so that you at least have that comfort. That, that's the fundamental strength giver right there. He's our foundation. The Bible calls him our rock. And so when we learn to turn to him, particularly when we're, it's not safe. I don't know if you remember in the video I played, there was a part where Tony says, sometimes it's not safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if it's not a safe time, then it's not a safe time. And that's okay because that will pass and there'll come a time when it's safe or there'll come a person into our sphere that is safe. And we can say, Hey, would you be willing to try this with me? And we can begin to cultivate mm -hmm. and practice the exercise, um, uh, with, with that other person. Yeah. Because I, I think our biggest concern for you is with all the tremendous stuff that's going on, mm -hmm. your cup must just be beyond full 
And so our, our concern for you would be um, being able to find some way to be able to, um, to empty that cup. And so if the, the journaling or the manual process that Leon is saying, just to give you some outlet there, because I, I, can't, I can't even begin to imagine what your emotional cup must look like. I have to learn to try to meditate because I go to work, I can't go nowhere, I come home, I'm sheltered in place, so I'm on house arrest without an ankle monitor, but I, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. I like there's nowhere to go unless I just want to sit in the closet but then somebody might come knocking on the closet yeah 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 we understand that's tough that's really tough yeah. Akisha that's really really hard and I think that our hearts um go out to you for what it is you are experiencing both the quote-unquote, the, uh, the appreciation from the general public mm -hmm. on the one hand and at the same time the reticence from the general public because you are a healthcare worker, you know, that kind of, you know, we love you but we're scared of you type of thing. And mm -hmm. I am really sorry that, that, you know, basically you're experiencing mixed, uh, mixed emotions of, of from all of us, mm -hmm. you know, from all of us, whether we're standing behind you in the grocery store line or, you know, we see you, you know, behind the counter because we're, we're in there with the loved one or we're in there ourselves trying to get some, some medical attention. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really sorry for the way that you are being treated and the fact that you don't have a, a, a place where, um, where it's okay for you to just breathe out and then breathe in, just, you know, just to be and have that peace. We really feel for you. Mm -hmm. It's like my daughter, I love her to death. I understand yesterday should have been senior ball, but I keep telling her and now she's upset because she's waited 12 years. She wants to go to college and I keep telling her, nobody wants you to go to college more than I do. I couldn't wait for you to get out of this house. Mm -hmm. and, but then now she's like, I might have to do the first semester online. And I'm like, it hurts me too, okay? So, you know, I don't know. It's just, huh. yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, sharing. Yeah, thanks for Keisha. sharing. Thank you for letting it. us know how you're doing. Brian Warner. Oh, and then Ron and Jean. Go ahead. Oh. So anyways, I, so I'm checking in. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, the group I checked in was really seeing my heart, but I got really good healing. I slept very well okay. and and, my, and and uh and now today i'm just excited okay. i mean I, I i the i got a message that was really excited because um in in romans in romans 12 verse 2 be not conformed to this world but by the renewing of your mind and the message was so good it was like that they took the Israelites out of Egypt. They wanted to go back to normal. I'm looking forward to the new normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's just, I'm excited today. Amen. Mm -hmm. I checked in. Yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, Jean.
Um, I, I was just going to say that I think one of the most difficult things for me is, you know, we've taught for a long time, you and Joe and Jean and I and David and Ann about a ministry of presence. Mm -hmm. And I think the most difficult thing for me at this point is not being able to be present. Mm -hmm. You know, there are several individuals who are just going through some difficult times. And the, the, uh, the desire to just give them a hug and just hold them or just sit with them, it, it's, I'm missing that a lot. Yeah. And uh, so I'm looking forward. I, you know, what Brian shared is a real encouragement mm -hmm. because we can continue to gain healing for those things, even in this, in this type of platform. But I got to tell you, I, I am I am so ready for this mm -hmm. just to you know, I'm 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 done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Mm -hmm. I yes. hear you. We, we are. Hear we hear you. We are with you. We are encouraged to hear both you and Brian talk about even just looking ahead to when um, you can care for people and care for one another the way that God designed us to. Because mm -hmm. we're all shaped a little differently. Some of us are huggers and squeezers and some of us are handshakers and some of us are, don't come near me, I can see you from where I am, I'm good. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. We're all, you know, some of us are used. You're hugging me too tight. <laughs> yeah. Although I think that the people that didn't want the hugs before, yeah. I'm telling you, they're probably going to be real big huggers now. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, you know, being so so separated. But I love what uh, Brian you shared, and then you Ron also because. Um, I believe that God, God has, is setting his people up for opportunity. You know, um, I really do. I think he's setting us up for opportunity. I think uh, that we have a world that all the idols of the world have been stripped away. And I think that, you know, even the things that people just took so um, for granted, you know, walking to a favorite coffee shop or, or going to a concert or, these things. I think it's been stripped away from the standpoint of, I don't think the world will see, I'm not saying that all their idols will be put away, but I don't see the world will look at their idols the way that they did before. Because I think that what really now has shown up is just how much relationship means. Because let's face it, we've all taken it for granted. Everybody's taken it for granted, you know. You go to church on Sunday and, you know, in the foyer and we're, you know, we're hugging and kissing and holding hands and, you know, we're packed in like sardines and, you know, and we probably never really gave it a second thought because we always thought that this is the way it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be, right? But with it now missing, right? that whole idea of now, you know what? I really needed the connection with those people. I really needed to be able to see them and touch them and hug them. I needed to be in their presence. I think it's gonna be a great opportunity for the people of God. So I'm really praying that in this time, that God is going to be preparing 
our hearts as he's walking us through this. He's going to be preparing our hearts to be able to do the work that's going to be needed on the other side of this. Gene? Gene, and then I have to say something to the person who's on screen who's just iPhone, not Ellen, but iPhone. I need to say something to you after Gene, and then we'll close out. Um, I just wanted to add what you're saying, Joe. Um, this season, hearing from a lot of different people is also helping us recognize oftentimes how unconnected or disconnected we are even within our own household. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really, as Brian said, we can be transformed. We can do things differently. And this is an opportunity to really go before the Lord and say, what can we do differently in this situation? How do we change things up? Um, not just after this is over, but while this is going on. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. You wanted to. I wanted to address. I have to address Ellen's iPhone and then iPhone. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mysterious. Um, iPhone. I I had a uh, a question about how do we zip our faces from from last week we talked about zipping our mouths right and the question <laughs> and Ron just uh, Ron just did a he just signified zipping one's face i don't know if everyone got to see that but um yeah he's doing it again <laughs> which of course makes me laugh which is not zipping my face vakisha's <laughs> doing the same thing what i do is i talk to my face i talk to my face i just say you know what you are very expressive and you know that going into this conversation in this conversation you need to listen with your eyes your cheeks your lips everything you need to pass judgment later not with your face you need to focus on when you're looking at that person say 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 yeah i'm gonna look at a point in the screen on my screen paul and kathy are at a certain place say kathy has to tell me something that i i think right i think is critical right just like i shared the example earlier about joe telling me you know what babe i'm concerned about you i haven't seen you in the word you know so let's say kathy's giving me that so i'm my decision now to zip my face will look like this i lean in which is what you would normally do if you're listening to somebody who's telling you something wonderful i deliberately lean in with my body language and I look at the face that is communicating to me and I listen for their heart, not their words. That's how I get my face to not snarl or raise an eyebrow or whatever, <laughs> you know, with all the body language that goes with, I don't want to hear it. Okay. If I don't tell myself, lean in, focus on the eyes, but listen to the heart, then I don't hear what's being said. Um, yes, by, by Alexis. Alexis had to go. Um, yes, go right ahead. No. Um, I'll tell you a funny story about what helped me fix my face. And this was, this happened, ooh, 20, 25 years ago. <laughs> 25? Longer, 30. Longer? 30. But anyway, um, uh, I went to uh, my son's uh, flag football game. 
And his, his best friend one day said to my, my son's best friend said to him one day, he goes, why does your father look like he's about to murder somebody? And it's, it's funny. And this goes to show that God can, God can do something with you from it with anybody. But it got me to thinking that um, a lot of what was on my face, people were interpreting something different than what was in my heart. And I realized at that moment, and I've been working on it, and it's something that I have to work on. I've been working on to put a smile on my face, regardless of the way that I'm feeling, because what happens is my face can transmit something that I don't want it to transmit. And so it is a work in process to be able to train ourselves so that our face is not conveying something that we don't want it to convey. So on that note, <laughs> um, the person named iPhone, I have texted you my, I've shown you in the chat my number. If you would please give me a call, that would be fantastic. Um, and uh, we can talk about what you had asked uh, of me one-on-one. Um, -on -one. But um, we are going to close in prayer and I'm going to ask Ron and Jean to close us, please. I put you on the spot. <laughs> Father, thank you for this time together. And Lord, thank you for who you are and thank you for what you're doing, even in the midst of that. Lord, um, it's been a trying and difficult time. And Lord, it's causing us to reassess everything that we're doing. So Lord, help us to reassess and reframe it in you. Not in how we think it should look. Exactly. Or not in how we think we should shift our priorities or shift our relationships. Mm -hmm. But help us to reframe it the way you would reframe it. Mm -hmm. And Lord, help us... You know, we're, we're all in some box. Help us expand that box. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I talk about blowing the box open, Lord, but we, we all find ourselves in some box. Lord, help us expand that box so that it includes all those around us. Help us learn a different way of relating to one another in this time. And Lord, especially those that we're closest with. And in this quarantine time, we're really close. And we're really close for a long time. Help us to reframe those relationships with you at the center. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you Thank all. Thank you guys. We love you all. Be safe. Till next week. Be safe. Be good. We'll see you next week. <laughs>